Good morning. It's really a beautiful morning here this morning. And we have some news. We finished off Joel, and now we're going to look at, God willing, Habakkuk. And we are going to have an introduction to the prophet Habakkuk this morning. Just a short one. Rather than opening a new site, we have decided to add Habakkuk onto the end of Joel. Each new broadcast will be clearly marked Habakkuk. So we will go ahead and look at this short introduction to the book of Habakkuk. Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah and Malachi. The last eight books of the Old Testament. And there is Habakkuk, four books before the end of the Old Testament. The short prophecy of Habakkuk, he's one of the minor prophets. And just as a matter of interest, only four of the prophets actually claimed to be prophets as far as I can see. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Haggai and Habakkuk. Habakkuk in first one of his short book, the burden which Habakkuk the prophet did see, and also chapter 3 and verse 1, a prayer of Habakkuk the prophet. His name Habakkuk means to embrace, but can also mean being embraced. In Habakkuk's life, one can see that this embracing brought a responsible reaction. There's an interesting verse in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 13, which obviously applies to men of faith, but also applies to Habakkuk and his prophecies. These all died in faith not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. These men of faith in Hebrews all believed what was to them the word of God. It made them realise that God's promises were true and faithful and so they embraced them into their everyday living. And because of that, they lived in this world as pilgrims and strangers. And that likewise poses a question for us all which requires an answer. Are we living in this world as pilgrims and strangers, as ambassadors for Jesus Christ? Especially living in a time like our present world, Jesus said to his disciples in Matthew 24, there shall be pestilences. We are surely living in the end times. 
after the rapture of the church, when all true believers will be removed, then the Bible forecasts of a time when there will be great tribulation, the likes of which never has been on earth. The Antichrist will be in charge. And there will be introduced a law which demands that everyone must accept his mark, the mark of the beast. Without this mark, no one may buy or sell, and the result will be the demise of cash. Do I hear a comment? If you make a remark like that these days in front of people, you'll get a comment. Surely not. That law would never work. People just would not accept a law like that. Or people just will not take a mark on their bodies. Or even we never do without cash. Wake up, is my comment. We're in 2020, and we're living in a world of sin. Worldwide, everyone wears a face covering without any major protests. Check your local shops. How many no longer accept cash, even some pubs. Or take a look at any soccer match and the like on television. How many players are not sporting a tattoo? Some like David Beckham are simply covered with tattoos. I think that such tattooing will just soften up Mr. Public to accept the mark of the beast. Christians, we need to get real and realize what Scripture says is creeping into our lifestyles and nobody says a word. Remember the last talk we had on Joel? God does according to his will and he will fulfill his proposed will on earth. And how he does it is very interesting. Go back and read and listen to the tenth episode of Joel. And in that it says, But he does, God does, according to his will, in the host of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth and no one can hold him his back his hand or say to him what have you done have you heard any member of the present government mention the word of God during this pandemic what they did was to close places of worship and nobody 
really cared. Most people do not go to church. In any case, whether you believe it or not, we live in a godless pagan society. Have you heard any from the hierarchy of the mainstream churches mention uh, these problems and mention them as and in accordance with the word of God. But let's get back to Habakkuk. This short book is really Habakkuk having a discussion with his God. And the split up of the book can be seen very roughly as follows. Chapter 1, verses 1 to 4. Habakkuk unburdens his heart to God and sets out the situation in Israel. Violence and corruption are rife. Then verse 5. An answer and a promise from God. 6 to 11 further answers from God about the Babylonian or Chaldean captivity verses 12 to 17 Habakkuk gives a testimony of God and his dealings with evil chapter 2 verse 1 Habakkuk, having presented his plea to God, says he will wait and see what the answer is. And then in verses 2 to 3, the Lord instructs Habakkuk to write a vision which he will give. And then again in verse 4, we have a wonderful truth revealed by God to Habakkuk this is quoted in Hebrews and Romans and Galatians that simple truth the just shall live by faith faith in the son of God faith in God the just shall live by faith Then in verses 5 to 13, various troubles and various woes are promised by God. And then in verse 14, another interesting situation. God's desire for the earth. God's desire for the earth. And this is repeated in Isaiah 11. And verse 9. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain. For the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. And that will take place during Christ's millennium reign on the earth. 
the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the Lord, the glory of God, as the waters cover the sea. Then chapter 2 goes on for the next five verses, further troubles and woes. Then we go to chapter 3. In verse 1 and 2, having seen the state of Israel and God's reply frightens, frightens the prophet and he pleads with God in wrath, remember mercy. In wrath, remember mercy. He pleads for a loving God. Verses 3 to 16 Habakkuk's wonderful prayer and wonderful testimony the greatness of God and how that affected Habakkuk in his life and then one of the passages I really like chapter 3 and verse 17 to 19 Habakkuk's complete confidence in God his walk with God is secure I will rejoice in the Lord I will joy in the God of my salvation the Lord God is my strength and he will make my feet like hinds feet and he will make me to walk upon high places Oh, the deer can walk on these awkward hills, awkward banks, awkward places. And the prophet says, He will make my feet like hinds feet, and he shall make me to walk upon high places. Habakkuk was a man who embraced his God. But we see wonderfully here that God embraced him and blessed him and enabled him to walk on high places. May God enable us to walk on the high places with him. Now having skipped through this book I realise what we have ahead of us. Some hard work. Also, we would particularly pray for guidance as we proceed. Personally, we are about to move residence next week in very difficult circumstances. And we would ask for prayers in that move and that we will be enabled to continue putting up the podcasts without too much delay. That we will take the promise given to Habakkuk and that we will walk with hinds feet and walk on the high places which God will place before us. And so bless you all as you listen and we all look forward to the first episode of Habakkuk. Bye bye.